If you have your Bible, I'm going to just read from two verses of Scripture. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, and Acts chapter 2, verse 39. Well-known portion of Scripture. It's so wonderful to come to the house of God and, and worship God together as His church, as His people. And it reads, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So what does the word promise mean in a general sense? Well, according to the World Book Dictionary, it means this. Words said or written by someone, binding a person to do or not to do something, to give a promise to help a friend with something. When you promise a friend that you will help them move on the weekend and you break their promise. To give one's word, make a promise. They promised that they would stay there until we came. A man of honor always keeps his word or his promise. The rainbow in the sky promises fair weather. God established a covenant or an agreement with Noah. God promised that he would never flood the earth again. The Lord promises us eternal life if we will hold on and don't let go of Jesus' hand. He's coming back, church, and we need to be ready to meet him. I want to speak just for a moment or preach just for a moment on this subject. We are the children of the promise. We are the children of the promise. Many of us could testify at one point of our life, someone making a promise to us of some kind, but they broke their promise in one way or another, which basically means they didn't keep the end of their deal. There are many examples throughout the Word of God where we see the benefits of keeping the Lord's commandments and being obedient to His Word, but we also see the other side of the corn also, where the blessings of God turned into the judgment of God. God has called us and made it possible for all of us to be able to be partakers of His promise. From the very beginning unto now, God has also promised to those that live by His Word and do not break His, 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 His Word that He will make a way for us to inherit eternal life. His Word is forever settled, can never be changed. His Word is nay and amen, and that's final. I want to be ready to meet the Lord when He comes. God has called me to be a child of the promise. I want to inherit eternal life. Throughout the Old Testament, the people of God promised God many times that they would turn from their evil ways and stop worshipping false gods that they made with their own hands. God was merciful to them just as He is merciful to us today. He was long-suffering towards them, just as He is long-suffering toward us today. But there will come a time, my friends, when God will say, enough is enough. Are you ready to meet Jesus? Are you ready to meet Jesus? The trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed forevermore. That's a promise right there. 
I want to be changed out of this mortal body. I want to put on incorruptible. I want to be like Him. Because we shall see Him as He is. God is coming back, my friends. We need to be ready. The Old Testament saints had a great opportunity to enter into the promised land that God has promised them. But the children of Israel continually murmured and complained about the way that God had provided for them. A journey that should have only taken about 11 days from Egypt to Canaan ended up taking God's chosen people 40 years. I don't want to wait 40 years. I want to go the way God wants me to go. It's a shorter journey. It doesn't take as much effort. And God knows the way perfectly because He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And there's no life outside of Jesus. We've got to hold on to what we got, church. It's precious. Many of them didn't enter into the promised land because of their unbelief, their self-righteousness, their pride, and most of all, their unbelief, as I just said, that God, what, they didn't believe that God was able to fulfill what He had promised them. But God has promised us that if we will hold on, that we will obey His Word, He will take us through to glory. And that's where I want to go. I want to go to be where He is. I want to go to that mansion in the sky that He has prepared for you and that He has prepared for me. Don't let the world pull you away from God. Don't let the world destroy your, your walk with God. But hold on to Him. Every step of the way, it's getting closer and closer. And God is coming back soon. We hear it preached again and again. But are you ready to meet God tonight? Are you ready to meet Jesus when that trumpet sounds? We are the children of the promise. We've got to hold on, church. We've got to hold on. This story should serve as a warning to us today. Unbelief will stop Unbelief stopped them from entering into the land, just like it will stop us from entering into heaven. Don't let unbelief destroy your faith in God. Hold on, church. Hold on with all that you can. Hold on and just don't let go of God. He's coming back. Don't allow the voice of the world to lead you in the wilderness, but allow the Spirit of God to lead you into all truth and righteousness, and into eternal life to come. We are the children of the promise. God has made a way for us. He is faithful that has called us. And if He is faithful, He will take us all the way. All the way. The events leading up to Abraham offering up his son Isaac upon the altar would have been one of the hardest things to do as a father. Abraham prayed to God for many years, waiting for this child of promise, only to hear the words, take thy only son and go into the land of Moriah and there offer him as a burnt offering unto me. Abraham didn't say no, but was obedient to the voice of the Lord and did what the Lord said unto him to do. Isaac asked his father Abraham, here is the wood, my, here is the wood, my father. Here is the fire, but where is the lamb? That's a good question to ask. I don't know about you, but there's two people walking up this mountain to offer up a, a burnt offering, but there's no lamb. There's no sacrifice. 
But God was able to say, My son, the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide himself a sacrifice. God has provided the way. He's provided the means of escape from the wrath to come. And we know that it was prophetic of Jesus Christ who would come, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Revelation says that He was the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. God has a plan and we must stay on that road, on that road map that leads to heaven. If we get off that road, we do not have that promise. We've got to stay walking with Jesus. We've got to stay close to Jesus. Don't let anything distract you. Don't let anything pull you out of the church. But hold on, brothers and sisters. Hold on. I don't know what you're going through, but allow the the Word of God to speak to your heart tonight. Maybe you need a bit of encouragement. Maybe you need to pray through again. Maybe you need to touch the hem of of Jesus' garment and receive something. Hallelujah. Just like us, church, today, we need to trust God with everything. We need to put our lives into His hands. He will provide. He will not shortchange us, but He will bless you abundantly. He will bless you. Before Abraham received the blessing from God, Abraham had to be willing to surrender his son to God in sacrifice before he received the blessing from God. Genesis 22, 17 says that, he, that in blessing I will bless thee and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. We are blessed. We are people of the promise. We are children of the promise. God will not fail us, but we need to hold on. Just after the resurrection, I know I'm jumping around, but I'll put it all together at the end. Just after the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, when Jesus gave the great commission, Jesus instructed the disciples how to receive the blessing of Abraham, which he called the promise of the Father. Luke twenty four forty nine says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry your wait in the city of Jerusalem until you be endured with power on high. Galatians chapter 3 Verse 14 identifies the promise of the Father with the blessing of Abraham. This is what it says, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We have a great promise from God. God wants to fill somebody in this place tonight with the Holy Ghost. God wants to fill somebody with the promise that He promised way back to Abraham way back then. God's promises haven't run out, but He's still got a lot more promises to give, a lot more outpouring of His Spirit, and He's going to fill more brothers and sisters. He's going to add daily such as should be saved according to His Word. His Word, he, He doesn't lie. He is God. But we need to hold on, church. Paul declared that the blessing of Abraham is fulfilled in the church through the baptism of the Holy Spirit so we could safely say that those who do not receive the gift of the Holy Ghost um, in the New Testament church according to the Word of God do not receive the very thing the Lord has promised to bless all nations with. 
Amen? God wants to bless every one of us. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. Praise the Lord for that. But it's not a once-off experience. It's that every day we need to pray through and allow the Holy Ghost to bring renewing, bring refreshing, to take change our mind, to make us more like Him, to change us, to be more Christ-like. I want to be like Jesus. I want to see Him when He comes in glory. I don't know about you, but I want to shake myself sometimes and I want to remember that I am a child of the promise. I am a child of the King. I am a child of the Most High God who rose and conquered death, hell, and the grave we can rejoice in that church because he the stone has been rolled away jesus has ascended up into heaven the holy ghost has come back for us that we can be partakers of the heavenly promise the heavenly gift that only god can give there's an account in the book of acts where there was a man called simon he was a sorcerer he saw what paul was doing how he was preaching the word and he saw that laying on their hands upon these disciples or, or brothers and sisters that they were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And when he saw this, he offered the disciples money. There's something powerful watching a brother or sister or experiencing a brother or sister being filled with the Holy Ghost. Jesus never filled anybody with the Holy Ghost while he was on earth. Greater things shall you do. Greater things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is no respecter of person. Don't allow pride and unbelief stop you from entering in to God's presence. That He will fill you with the Holy Spirit of promise. All you need to ask Him, according to Luke 13, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask you? That's all you need to do. Believe with all of your heart. Desire it more than anything on this earth and God will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you need a refreshing, all you need to do is ask the Lord again. The Lord is ministering in this place tonight. I feel His presence all you need to do is just open your heart to the Lord. Allow Him full range. Don't just give Him a part of you. God wants all of you. When God went to the cross, He didn't just say, Oh, here's my arm, just pierce my arm. No, He opened His arms out. He allowed them to save us. That we may be partakers of the heavenly promise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Concerning the Old Testament prophets and the patriarchs, Hebrews 11 and 39 says, And these all, having attained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. These Old Testament saints did not see the promise fulfilled in their lifetime. Neither did they have their sins washed away permanently like we do today we are blessed church we are blessed but the spirit of god only moved upon certain men in the old testament no one was ever filled with the with the spirit of god but it came upon only certain men samuel who was anointed by 
by Saul to be king says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he was changed into another man. The Spirit of the Lord came upon David when he was anointed to be king by Samuel. Samson had supernatural strength when the Spirit of God came upon him. Something happens when we experience the power of the Holy Ghost, the infilling of His Spirit that He sent back, that He does not want us to be orphans or, 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 or comfortless, but He said that He will come to us, that He will be with us even unto the end of the world. God is with us, church. We sent it, sang it tonight, Emmanuel, God with us. We have a promise from God. God is with us all the way. He's not going to bring you halfway, then leave you. But He's going to take you all the way to glory. When the Holy Ghost was poured out in the upper room for the first time, all those that were in the upper room received Christ into their hearts, according to the Bible. Colossians 1.27 describes it as the hope of glory. They were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, according to Ephesians 1.13. When a New Testament saint is filled with the Holy Spirit, they have received something far better than anything which the prophets received or experienced in the Old Testament. We are blessed, church. We are blessed. We are blessed. Hallelujah. The Spirit of promise came to dwell within the heart of a man in the New Testament. It wasn't just for some people like it was in the Old Testament this time, but it was made available to every man, woman, and child, to those who hunger, those who thirst after righteousness. John 7.37 says, If any man, it does not say if some, any man, First, let him come unto me and drink. Jesus was not speaking about a physical water. He was speaking about something greater. He was speaking about something that we need. According to Romans 8 9, it says, He that has not the Spirit of God is none of His. We need the Holy Ghost today in our lives. It will quicken our spirit. It will quicken our bodies and make us alive when He comes back. Are you ready, church? Are you ready to meet the Lord? We heard it this morning. The government wants to bring in a, in a, new, a new document. They want to legalize same-sex marriage. We're getting close. We're getting close, church. Make sure of your election. It's time to wake out of a sleep. If you, if you feel like you're sleeping in your walk with God, it's time to shake yourself. There's not going to be a second chance. But we need to be ready to meet the Lord tonight. We are the children of the promise. God has promised that He will fill every everyone that, that desires and, and, and asks for the Holy Spirit. We can have it tonight. Hallelujah. 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 The prophet Joel also reveals to us the promise that God gave to Abraham. Joel says, and it shall come to pass afterward. We are in the afterward. We are in the here and now that Joel prophesied about. And we need to be ready that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Peter also carefully explained to the crowd that had come together to worship 
on the day of Pentecost that that which they were seeing and that which they were hearing was the fulfillment of Joel's prophecy. In Acts 3, we read the account of the healing of the lame man. This man was a cripple from his mother's womb. The people in the temple that day were utterly amazed at what had happened to this lame man and how he was able to walk. So Peter told the Jews that that day that were in the temple that they also were the children of Abraham according to the promise to whom God had promised to bless them. Acts chapter 3 verse 25 says, Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. And unto you first, speaking of the Jews, God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you. God has wanting to bless us tonight, church. God is so great and mighty, yet He is mindful of us in every way possible. He cares about you. He cares about me. He doesn't want any of us to perish. But He's long-suffering, just as the children of Israel murmured and complained in the Old Testament and rebelled. Those that did not enter into that land through unbelief. I don't want to, I don't want to let my carcass fall in, in the wilderness, but I want to enter in to the gates of heaven. Is that your prayer tonight? Is that your desire to leave this earth knowing that, that your fate is sealed to go to be with the Lord? Don't let unforgiveness hold you down. Don't let, don't let anything stop you from inheriting the promises of God. God has not brought us this far just to leave us alone, but He's going to take us all the way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God chose Israel to be a witness of His power among the nations of the earth which worshipped idols. God also chose Israel to be the nation through which the blessing of God would reach the entire world, just as it has reached us tonight. We enjoy the very blessing that God had promised to Abraham in the beginning. God has also chosen the church as an avenue in the 21st century to show His power throughout the whole earth. God has also chosen the church to be a witness of His power among sinners and to be the means or the avenue by which the gospel is preached throughout the entire earth. Jesus Himself said, You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. We need the Holy Ghost, church. We get power to be a witness for God. We get power to overcome sin in our lives. We get power to live a righteous life for God. We get power to live a holy life that is well-pleasing to God. We get power to pray for the sick in Jesus' name. We need the Holy Ghost. Don't let anybody tell you that you don't need the Holy Ghost or it was just for the apostles because Cornelius, which was about 20 years after this man who was a Gentile, he received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And when he received the gift, he spoke in tongues and glorified God. It is the theme all the way through the book of Acts. Don't let anybody tell you any different. 
We heard it this morning. Apostolic identity. What do you believe? What do you stand upon? Don't let anybody make your faith waver in God. Hallelujah. Matthew 24, 14 says, And this, this good news of the kingdom, speaking of the gospel, will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all those nations. And then will the end come. Matthew is speaking about the conditions of the end time and what it will be like. Church, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit of promise. We are that children of promise. And we are blessed to be able to experience the new birth, the born again experience. God will provide and has provided everything that we need to be victorious in our Christian walk. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 4 says, Many will say, Where is the promise? Where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but His long-suffering. He's waiting, church. He's waiting. He's holding off. He doesn't want any to perish, but He's holding off the mercy of God. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief. In the night. No one knows the hour or the day. But, but Jesus is coming back. We need to be ready. Don't allow the world to dictate to you. Don't allow the things of the world to turn you away from following after God. God has given us only one, one life to make up our mind. Whether we want to enter into the promised land or not. Don't wander in the wilderness for 40 years but allow the spirit of promise to lead you into glory. Abraham trusted in God. Will you put your trust in God today? Church, we are about to enter into that time or into that promised land, into that right, that appointed time where God will come back. We need to be ready, church. Is there anything in your life that will stop you from entering in to God's presence? The veil's been torn. We don't have to stay on the outside anymore, but we can enter in. Is there pride in your heart? Is there pride in your heart? I don't need God. I don't need anybody telling me what to do. Is there unforgiveness? Ought against a brother or a sister? Maybe someone stepped on your toes and it hurt a little. Will you let that keep you out of heaven? Unbelief. We just read that the children of Israel, through their unbelief, did not enter into that promised land, into that time of rest. Is there a treasure in the earth that you're holding on to with both hands, that you're putting before God? You want the treasure more than you want God. 
We are the children of the promised church. Jesus has risen. He has ascended up into heaven. The Holy Spirit has been poured out. God has promised us that one day He will return for His church. Don't allow anything in this world stop you from inheriting eternal life. God has called you. God has chosen every one of us. And we know many in the world have not responded to the call of God or the prompting or the, or the pricking, pricking of their heart of the Holy Spirit in the world. But we have. And this is our time that we can worship God. There is no one else here, just us and God. We can lift the Lord up, but we can also lay aside some things that will stop us from entering in to God's presence. I want to be ready when that trumpet sounds, church. Church, we need the spirit of promise alive and vibrant in our lives today. When was the last time you prayed through and spoke in tongues? When was the last time that you really besought the Lord? For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off. It's for every one of us. Maybe you've got the Holy Ghost and you've been walking with the Lord for many, many years. You still need the Holy Ghost. Maybe you knew and you can feel the presence of God. That's what they experienced in the Old Testament. But God has sent back His Spirit that it can dwell within our hearts, that we can have the Holy Ghost dwelling within our temple. That's why we get baptized in Jesus' name. We clean out all the junk and we allow the Holy Spirit to come and make its, its abode within us. We are the children of the promised church. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I have a musician, please? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We sung some beautiful songs at the very beginning. There is power in the blood. Born in a, in a flame, of, in a Pentecostal fire. I don't know who the Holy Ghost is speaking to tonight, but don't harden your hearts. Don't let unbelief stop you from being filled with the Holy Ghost and experiencing the promise of the Holy Ghost that, that God promised way back in the beginning that it was going to come to pass, that He would pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. Then we sung that other beautiful song, When I Think About the Lord. How He saved me. How he, he, he raised me. How He filled me with the Holy Ghost. David said, my cup runneth over. Lead us, sister. My cup runneth over. It's not a once-off experience, church. We are the children of the promise. Maybe there's someone in this place tonight that wants to, to give their life to God. Just as Abraham was willing to offer up his son. He did that in faith. And sometimes it just takes a step of faith towards God.
and then God will do the rest. Maybe you need your life changed for the better. Maybe you're struggling with something. Hallelujah. I want to invite those who want to touch from God tonight. 